0: What we're seeing is the tragedy of great power politics, where the ruling elite assume that they'll always be able to rule. They'll always be able to use the same tricks, whether it's regime change coups or assassinations or color revolutions uh, or identity politics in the case of the United States. Those days are coming to an end.
1: Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in say we just got back from mexico and stay tuned in coming weeks i have a big update for you about that but that was our longtime friend harley schlanger and in this one we talk about the marxist cultural revolution at least in part and i'll lead with this tweet from lauren witzke buried in the term pride month of course is the word demon The whole thing is completely demonic. And stay tuned, because after this quick word from our sponsor, I want to play a two-minute clip from my friend Mel Kay and Alex Newman from The New American. It is the most succinct two-minute clip I can possibly share with you that conveys the urgency of this Marxist cultural revolution, which is dead set on destroying our republic and then demociding tens of millions of people in the United States of America. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's no denying that gold is hot right now, and so is inflation. Prices are soaring, and experts are predicting there's more to come. Not so long ago, gold reached its all-time high of $2,069 an ounce. And now it's inching ever closer to that number once again bank of america one of the largest banks in the world is saying gold will rise further still to over 2200 an ounce this year gold is already a safety net for your hard-earned money and now when the stock market is all over the place and the value of the dollar is very uncertain being safe really counts like never before now there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee of any kind so do your own due diligence Noble Gold is offering a 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin for any qualified IRA or old 401k rollover. Terms apply. A solid silver U.S. Mint-issued coin celebrating our national parks. Free with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Guys, in response to this tweet from Gavin Newsom, House of Getty and Demon Rat, governor of California, who wrote, CEO of Target Brian Cornell is selling out the LGBTQ plus community to extremists. Newsom notes there's a systematic attack on the gay community happening across the country. He tells America to wake up. He says this doesn't stop here and then fear mongers about blacks, Asians, Jews and women. He says you're next. No, friends, you're next. American patriot, Christian. Caucasian person or black people, anybody actually who is a Christian and who loves our republic, Gavin Newsom, like all his demon rat ilk, is a hardcore communist who is hell-bent on destroying the youth of America and our country by way of this demonic Marxist cultural revolution. Here are the absolute facts in just two minutes from Alex Newman and Mel Kay. They are on full steam ahead. They're putting billions of dollars into uh, indoctrinating children to believe that the state is actually their parent and that, like Eichmann said, that he, he didn't regret it because he was a good soldier and he did what he did for his flag and his fur. And
2: I, I really fear that there's a, that that's the bigger picture here than just the trans agenda and all of that. And that's absolutely what's happening Mel. And and we now have a whole generation of children who've been alienated from their parents. Right. Uh, you know, I, I traveled this country from coast to coast speaking on education and I can't count anymore the number of parents who just came up to me and broke down crying. Like you We lost our child. Our child won't talk to us anymore. They they believe that we're fascist because we like Trump, or they believe that we're white supremacists because we're Republican. Uh, they believe that we're homophobic because we don't accept uh, that homosexuality is good or wholesome. Uh, they believe that we're transphobic because we don't accept new pronouns. Uh, and then you go into Target, and they've now got little t-shirts for kids that say, uh, you know, Satan respects your pronouns. So this is diabolical. It's an agenda from hell. And it is very specifically designed at breaking down the old system and turning our children into revolutionaries. You look at the data that is coming out now uh, and the data paints a very very clear picture. Well over 80% of Christian children who go through 12 years of government school are leaving the church. Uh they are rejecting their parents. They're actually looking at their parents as evil. Uh they're being taught that their parents are the reason for global warming, that the parent their parents are the reason that uh you know for for white supremacy, that every problem that ever happened to somebody who is of non-European origin is due to your parents because they were white supremacist colonist, uh white privilege whatever. Uh, So these are the same tactics that Adolf Hitler used. These are the same tactics that Chairman Mao used. These are the same tactics that Paul Pot used before he slaughtered about half of the population of Cambodia. So we've seen this movie before. And anybody who thinks it's going to end any differently in America is simply not paying attention. If this is not stopped, it will end in exactly the same way. Massive levels of bloodshed, a total breakdown of civilization, and uh, a horror show beyond anything that your average American today can even begin to
1: imagine. Guys, thanks for being here. Let's begin the conversation with Harley Schlanger. Harley, we have so very much to talk about today. How are you, sir?
0: I'm fine, Sean. It's good to hear from you.
1: It's good to hear and see you as well, my friend. And uh, I'm going to just do a little news roundup. Here are the topics I would like to talk about. Biden and Ukraine, the Pentagon accounting error, has resulted in $3 billion more for Ukraine. Meanwhile, we have hit the debt ceiling. No money for the people, $3 billion more for Ukraine. How about this line item? Oathkeeper's founder Stuart Rhodes sentenced to 18 years in prison for Jan 6th. Germany and France turning against the EU's Green New Deal. Common sense prevails. Just as my interview with MCF Energy CEO James Hill revealed, guys, in this final soundbite I do want to play at some point in the interview, Stu Peters over on Alex Jones. Alex Jones saying, we are an occupied nation with an occupational government. No truer words have been spoken. There was a coup. Both men acknowledge it in that interview. We'll play some of that in a second. Boy, Biden, Ukraine, three billion more for Ukraine, Harley. Oathkeeper's founder, Stuart Rhodes going to prison, and Germany and France finally turning against the EU's Green New Deal. Thank God. Where would you like to start?
0: Well, let's let's start with Biden and Ukraine, because I, I think $3 billion is it's it's noteworthy because remember it was the, proposed by Senator Rand Paul that there would be an inspector general uh, deployed to keep track of the money. This is just probably a very small part of the the money that was not accounted for properly. Uh, Seymour Hearst said $400 million ended up in the pockets of some of Zelensky's key uh, henchmen. Uh, But even more important, the G7 meeting, which just occurred in Hiroshima, Japan, They decided and were open about a perpetual war, that they're going to keep this war going, even if there are no more Ukrainians left to fight it. And the Russian ambassador to the United States said, How are you going to land these F-16s when all the airfields in Ukraine have been destroyed? Well, what if they have to deploy from NATO bases in Europe? Would that mean that NATO is now in play? Well, you know, the, the obvious point here is that Biden or whoever occupies his brain cells. And at this point, it does look as though Blinken and and, uh, Sullivan are the key people. Uh, But who are they? They're they're fronts for the Obama team, for people like John Brennan, uh, uh, Susan Rice. It's the Obama team working with the old British networks, British imperial networks, that are calling the shots. And they're saying we've got to keep the war going. I want to say something about the Germany and France thing in a second, just just to complete this point. People in Japan were asking, how insane is it to be planning perpetual war at the site of the one place where the United States detonated a nuclear explosion in 1945, Hiroshima? There was a lot of opposition in Japan. They had to have huge numbers of police cordoning off the area. Uh, it just shows how tone deaf these guys are. They think they can go anywhere in the world, tell everyone the lies they tell, and then go ahead with their plans, even if those plans are certifiably insane. So I think when you talk about Biden and three billion here, uh, another ten billion there, Biden's talking about another forty-six billion dollar package uh, when the new budget year starts. Uh, And then you compare that with the fact that they're cutting off veterans benefits, cutting off Medicaid benefits. You know, Biden claims he's helping the poor people. What he's doing is he's making more poor people and degrading the the status of, of America's military veterans. So, you know, there's not much you can say about Biden, except that the sooner he's gone, the better.
1: Well, let's talk about what's happening in Ukraine, too, because Bakhmut has been liberated by Russian forces and Biden and the administration would like to argue that that's all by design and Ukraine is still winning. It's all part of their strategy. It's complete nonsense. And I was listening to an interview with Colonel McGregor on with Judge Napolitano. And McGregor was talking about these F-16s, how absurd this is, because who's going to fly them? He said it would take at least six months to qualify pilots to fly these things if they could find anyone qualified to learn how to fly them. And in many cases, it would take years and years. It takes years. What a joke. These people think that no one knows they're lying. That's the funny part, right? And all they do is lie.
0: Well, they're, they're arrogant and delusional, but I think what Colonel McGregor said about the F-16s is accurate. He also said that it's, it's not the most modern jets and it's not going to make that big a difference in the war. But the other point that he made on Bakhmut is really the important one. He said, why did Zelensky allow so many Ukrainian lives to be lost, knowing they couldn't hold it, knowing that the Russians set up a trap? What McGregor said is the Russians kept a a passageway open so the Ukrainians would keep sending in more soldiers. What kind of idiotic strategy is it to have a president who's already unpopular killing off Whole sections of the population of Ukraine for public relations with the West, because he wanted to show that Ukraine is tough, they're not going to give up, they're going to keep fighting to the last Ukrainian. So, what McGregor has said is that this is a prima facie evidence of an absolute insanity in the Western thinking, but typical of what we're seeing. Now, what's about to happen is that Zelensky is launching. With with U.S. backing, no question about it, launching operations inside Russia. And at a certain point, the Russians are going to say enough is enough. They've done an enormous amount of damage to the Ukrainian military. But I think what we're going to see in the near future, if this continues and the weapons flow continues, we're going to see something aimed at NATO, even if it's just the NATO supply lines. Now, what happens then? It's clear, and I can tell you from Germany, support for this war is dropping quickly. And that's this, this whole question of the anti green policy that's emerging in France and, and Germany, or I shouldn't say the anti green sentiment. It's the greens, the so called pacifist greens who want a better climate, are the most vociferous war hawks on the planet. And they're doing things that are enraging the population. You know, in Germany, the economics minister, who's one of the two top Greens in the cabinet, Habek, has put forward a plan that said starting in 2025, there, every house has to be retrofitted to get rid of gas and oil heating. This is going to cost 10 to 15 to 20 billion euros, I mean, 10 to 15,000 euros per family per year to make that change. How can people afford that? This was his own coalition now is opposing it. Meanwhile, Baerbach, the foreign minister, continues to run around at Blinken's side, talking about how tough Germany is going to be on Ukraine when the chancellor, Schultz, is looking for a way out. Then you have Macron, who's positioning himself as a defender of relations with China, because he knows that if the European Union goes ahead and breaks Uh, ties with China, what's left of the European economy will crater. Then you have Zelensky, who's talking about blowing up the oil pipelines that go through Hungary because he's mad at Orban. And why is he mad at Orban? Because Orban's not a war hawk. Orban's not a puppet of NATO. So you have all these conflicts that are coming to the surface. Why? Because the whole war strategy is nuts. And, and the final point on this, Sean, is that the Russians just released their report on their economy at this Eurasian Economic Forum, which just took place. It's, it's taking place yesterday and today. And what they reported is that, and actually this is reported by the European Union, the lowest inflation rate in Europe is in Russia, 2.3%. And Russian trade with China is up 38% for the first two months of 2023. Chinese trade with the rest of Europe is collapsing. And this is causing shortages of key materials in in, uh, France and Germany and Italy. So the calculation that they were going to use sanctions to destroy Russia has backfired and blown up in their face. So, you know, when you talk about this Biden strategy, the British strategy and so on, it's clear that their heads, they have no conception of what they're doing, except they want to continue the war and use the war for the other aspects of war economy, namely surveillance, um, jailing, dissidents, and for austerity. That's the whole point of this war right now.
1: Yeah, austerity is a great word, too, for the Green New Deal. I mean, that's what this is. They want us all to live like serfs. So thank God Germany and France are turning against the EU's Green New Deal. Choosing common sense, a backlash is coming. It started in France and Germany. The sooner a green backlash starts in the U.S., the better. I just interviewed the CEO of MCF Energy Limited, James Hill. He's a natural gas guy, and they are exploring and bringing natural gas to Europe because the tide is turning. How did this happen? The last few times we've talked, I've been very concerned about you. You live in Germany, and I've been very concerned that y'all are going to freeze in the winter because of this Green New Deal and because of the insanity in the United Nations Agenda 2030. I'm glad to see common sense is coming back to the forefront.
0: Well, here's the problem. The Greens shut down the uh, building of these depots that could take in natural gas. They're now trying to go with a a rapid construction program program. Uh, they had a deal with Qatar, and now they couldn't get the natural gas from there. Uh, this next winter, if it's a cold winter, will be devastating in Europe. Now, I, I heard your interview. It was very, very interesting. And I, I think it's important that, that people realize that when, when you talk about the turning against the Greens in Europe, it's necessary because almost every person you meet in Germany, if you just talk to them casually, they'll talk about the importance of climate change and the Green New Deal. But then, if you probe on a little further, poke them a little bit, you find that they agree that it's crazy. In the U.S., Sean, I don't know if you, I'm sure you know this. There's more opposition, especially you go to the red states. Yeah, they think the Greenies are insane. But let me tell you, one of the things the Greens did in Berlin, because they're saying that. The biggest problem is traffic, is the combustion engine. So this group called The Last Generation got the the most powerful glue, cement glue they could find, and started gluing their members to the streets to shut down traffic. And the police, in some cases, had to come with jackhammers and lift up the street to carry these these kids. And some of them are not such kids. They're in their 30s and 40s to carry them off to jail. And there was one case where a woman was trying to rush her child to the hospital and the road was blocked by these two people who glued themselves to the pavement. And the woman went up and pleaded with them to move. And they said, sorry, we can't. And she said, but what am I going to do? Because the traffic was all backed up. And they said, the life of your child is less important than the life of the planet. And at that point, the crowd turned on them and the police had to come and protect these idiots who had glued themselves to the pavement. So I think it's only a matter of time before a certain amount of common sense comes back. But meanwhile, every single government in Europe is a minority coalition government. You know, Macron only only got 26% of the vote in the first round. The green red black coalition in uh, Germany right now is only 40% in the polls for the three parties together Uh, in Italy. Maloney's making a lot of big mistakes because she's going along with NATO and the European Union, and her coalition is losing support. But Salvini and the Lega Nord, the the Northern League, is gaining in support. Uh, Orban in Hungary is the most popular politician in Europe, much to the great dismay of people like Ursula von der Leyen. So, you know, I think things are going to turn. I'm assuming they're going to turn in the United States soon. Uh, assuming we can get enough people to turn off the mainstream media and look for truth, because the, the mainstream media, as you know, is committed to diverting attention away from the issues, playing the presidential campaign in 2024 like a soap opera, using things like this conviction and, and sentencing of the Oath Keepers leader today to, to 18 years you know, for what? Walking through the, the Capitol building? So, you know, we're we're seeing something that's so outrageous. It's going to have a blowback.
1: Well, it sure is. And let me just say this, we've talked about this a lot. There's that old adage, men go mad in herds and only return to their senses slowly and one by one. See, the good news about all of this greeny insanity and the trans insanity is it is waking people up, people who otherwise would not have questioned this stuff. I'll give you an example. These lunatics in New York want to ban natural gas ovens and stoves. And in California, the House of Getty, Gavin Newsom, House of Getty, well, he wants to ban gasoline-powered cars by 2035. So when this insanity starts to come home and hit people's pocketbooks, they wake up, and thank God for that. So I guess if you want, we can move on to the tyranny. That's actually a good segue to the tyranny that we're seeing here in the United States. You just mentioned it. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes sentenced to 18 years in prison for January 6th. All Oath Keepers was, was former and current police and military honoring their oath to the Constitution. That's all the group is. But the ADL will tell you, those people are xenophobes. Those people are fear Those people are domestic terrorists. And it couldn't be further from the truth. But we only tend to see this stuff throughout history. 18 years in prison for walking into the Capitol on Jan 6th. We've only seen that in the past in banana republics. So I have been saying that we now live in a banana republic. And it's true. And by the way, when I play that clip from Stu Peters and Alex Jones, we are an occupied nation with an occupational government, they both agree. We are suffering through a coup. There was a coup of the U.S. government, and now we're suffering the repercussions, Harley.
0: Well, I I would argue the coup goes back quite a ways. It it wasn't just the bringing in of Biden, because much of this was in place. The only thing that disrupted it was the election of Donald Trump. Right. And that's crucial because there's an opportunity to use the electoral process, provided people are uh, awake. And by the way, Sean, something you said was quite interesting. The woke movement is waking up normal Americans. Big time. Because because it's so bizarre. Well, big time. Look at Bud
1: Light. Look at the Bud Light boycott. (laughs) Anheuser-Busch is in a panic. And guess what? Because of the Bud Light boycott, Target has just turned tail and removed their entire welcome section to the Pride people right at the front of the stores. They've ordered all of that stuff to be removed and put into a footprint a third of the size in the back of the store because they were terrified that they were going to get the Bud Light treatment which they deserve. And by the way, the only LGBTQ propaganda products that Target removed from their stores were one line of gender non-binary, satanic-themed
0: children's clothes. It's not a joke, by the way. Uh, Created by somebody who uses they-them pronouns, of course, and who
1: on their Instagram account says that they, of course, worship Satan and that Baphomet is their idol because Baphomet, of course... Mm -hmm the idol believed to have been worshipped by the inner circle of the Knights Templar, is the ultimate icon of gender non-binaryism. By the way, guys, y'all know I used to work for Target Corporation for 10 years in the marketing department. It was a great company back then. I left in 2008. I assure you, it's a far different company today. All these companies that go woke hardly deserve to go broke.
0: Well, I, I've been talking a lot about what I call the disinformation industrial complex, or DIC for short. Yeah. You know, this is what we're dealing with when you have people like the Oath Keepers called terrorists, when you have people who are critical of the NATO war strategy as Putin puppets and information terrorists. This is what the Ukrainian hit list is. Um, you know, they're they're essentially... And by the way, the the director, the deputy director of Ukrainian uh, military intelligence just said that Putin is now on Ukraine's kill list. So, you know, who are these guys to talk about terrorism? And, you know, the the irony here is the people that they're going to start rounding up and jailing are the ones who are fighting against the Nazis. The tyranny is coming from the corporate cartels. And this is a key point that that I just want to make sure people understand. Fascism doesn't come from nationalism. Fascism comes from the attack on nationalism, the attack on sovereignty, and the replacement of national governments and representative governments by corporate cartels. The enemies that we have in the United States and Europe today are not Russia and China or Iran or, or any other country. It's our corporate cartels who act through the so-called military industrial complex, the banking and financial cartels. you know BlackRock is all over this, everywhere you look. And by the way, on the greens, the top advisor in the German government for the green policy spent 10 years at BlackRock and before that she was the green coordinator for Morgan Stanley.
1: Oh shocker, just like Macron is a former Rothschild banker.
0: Yeah. So what we're dealing with is these corporate cartels that use think tanks, foundation money, uh, to, and then the media, an incestuous relationship with the media. And then groups like the what, what LaRouche used to call the permanent bureaucracy of the Justice Department, because that's what we're up against on the January 6th hearings. That's what we're up against on all this lawfare crap that's being thrown around the permanent bureaucracy, those are the same people who went after LaRouche in the 1980s, in some cases, the same individuals. And this permanent bureaucracy, it's technically should be called administrative fascism, because the policies they're pushing are not different than the policies that were brought into Nazi Germany uh, through the bankers and the trusts that included the Harrimans and the Bushes and others. So this is what we're fighting. And they have this disinformation industrial complex, which is all the major media, but it, it's also now in the think tanks, in academia, and in, every ver- in, in the Justice Department, the State Department, uh, the Treasury Department, and the military. And the, the idea that we've surrendered the country to these lunatics these delusional fools who think they're better than everyone else. And I want to make two more points on the Nazi question. There's a a very interesting article written by an American historian named Cliff Kirikoff, where he talked about the NATO Eastward expansion policy as mimicking the Lebensraum or Eastward expansion policy of Hitler. The idea that you needed more room for the master race. And this is the, if you look at it, it's the same people, the Harrimans, the Bushes, the uh, the network that runs Blinken and Sullivan that goes back to Madeleine Albright and Brzezinski mm-hmm. and Kissinger. Mm-hmm. Those are the enemies of the United States. And this Lebensraum policy is what the eastward expansion of NATO is all about. I, I had a second point there, but it, it's, it slipped my mind for a moment. But. I think that's important for people to realize this is bureaucratic fascism. And just because they're not wearing swastikas doesn't mean they're not fascists or Nazis. And that's why they're supporting the Nazis in Ukraine. And then they turn around and call their opponents right wingers, uh, racists, uh, extremists. And wasn't it Biden who said we're dealing with a nation of, of right wing Nazis? So, you know, this is how they try to distort and divert people from the truth. But I think it's important that these stories are beginning to be questioned.
1: Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. Did you know Bank of America is saying gold will go to 2200 this year? An all-time high. Invest in a gold IRA with Noble Gold Investments today and take advantage of this rare opportunity to secure your retirement savings. Now remember, there's always a risk of investment and no guarantee of any kind, so do your own due diligence. But I myself own gold. With the experts at Noble Gold Investments, you can ride the wave of gold's historic rise to financial security amidst all the inflation. This month, they're offering a solid silver 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com and to secure your wealth and beg a free five ounce America the Beautiful coin if you qualify. Noblegoldinvestments.com. That's Noble Investments.com. Well, the other thing, too, that I want to add to it is you name some of the names, but uh, I've recently showcased on my site, thephaser.com. A speech from many years ago from Dr. John Coleman in which he names the names. This is like a 90-minute speech that people should watch three times and take notes on. And he talks about the people that control this world and have chosen our president's. For decade after decade after decade. He talks about the committee of 300, Tavistock Institute, the club of Rome, which leads us back to the end game here, which Stu Peters and Alex Jones talk about in detail. The end game is track and trace and UBI in 15 minute cities, hell on earth. And if people want to know what that looks like, if we acquiesce to the demands of these lunatics, this is what it looks like, friends. The United States. Everywhere on Earth, this is what they want. They want the Chinese model. Is this how you care to live, guys? Is this how you want to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave? <laughs> those what you're seeing right there friends and by the way this comes from max egan's channel crow house over on bit those are the entrances and exits between the regions of the 15-minute cities the districts as shown in the hunger games this is the model for the united states if these people can get away with it and do you think i'm overstating that harley china is the model that's the test ground for this
0: well, I, I think the model is actually the Orwell's 1984, because it's, it's even more extreme than, than what we see in China. But I, I want to go back to this point you were making about who's making this policy. You know, a lot of people now look at Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and say, these are the enemies. These are the bad guys. He's the but foot soldier. Yeah. Pardon me?
1: He's a foot soldier, just like Bill Gates.
0: And and they're the more recent version. You go back sometime and you just mentioned the Club of Rome, one of the most important oligarchical institutions in the world. They were the ones who launched the environmentalist movement in the 1960s. And they launched it through huge amounts of money coming from foundations in Europe. And then they were picked up by people like Michael Bloomberg, who is now, by the way, Sir Michael Bloomberg. Uh, They were picked up by people like uh, John D. Rockefeller, who was one of the original environmental freaks, Uh, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Ford Foundation. These are old institutions. And before there was the Trilateral Commission or the, the World Economic Forum, you had the Trilateral Commission. Before that, you had the Bilderbergs. You had Chatham House. You have the Council on Foreign Relations. These are longtime associations of essentially people who see themselves as the elite establishment. And they really do see themselves as superior, better. And they have no problem. The the ultimate goal is not just these 15-minute cities and and separating and isolating everyone. It's destroying the mental health of the population so they can move ahead with their plans for depopulation. And this is one of the key people here is now King Charles. He's always been a a leading promoter of depopulation. Uh, And and he works with Mark Carney, who coordinated this among the bankers. Carney was the former head of the Bank of England. Now he's one of the UN special rapporteurs on population who works directly with Bloomberg. And this is their intention. You you mentioned the Gavin Newsom trying to shut down uh, combustion engine cars. In Germany, they had a bill to try and make sure that after 2030, there could be no more of these sold. In Germany, this is a nation where the auto industry is the key sector of the economy, and they had to walk back from that. They're still trying to do it for all of Europe, but it's it's just not going to work. Now, on this, there's, there's one other point I just want to make sure I get in be- before we end up with the program, which is that when people get a little desperate and fearful about the power of these networks and the media and so on, keep in mind, the Western elite are a small portion of the the world's population. We're seeing something develop now, which is incredible. The BRICS Development Bank, for example, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, there are more countries joining the BRICS, including countries like Saudi Arabia. The fact that the Saudis, turned on the British, turned against the British uh, to get a peace agreement in in the Middle East. You now see Argentina and Brazil working together against the International Monetary Fund. Uh, We're seeing the de-dollarization. Indonesia is going to be trading with other countries with their local currency, their national currency, a move away from the dollar. The Financial Times, which is the mouthpiece for the City of London, had an article about the G7 summit. And it said, well, it's good. The war is going to continue. Everyone seems to be on the same page. The problem is the global South, where there's the majority of the world's population, is against it. How do we change them? How do we get them to come along with us? This is what Blinken is assigned to do. And Blinken's such a horrible character. No one listens to him when he goes outside of the United States. So we're seeing this this shift underway. and, And now the, the uh, BRICS countries have a higher GDP than the U.S. And, and Western Europe. And so there's a tremendous shift. Now, what happens as the dollar starts crashing? You know, we, we may get through this debt ceiling I- issue because they'll kick, kick the can down the road. They'll, they'll make a few concessions on spending and a few agreements to put more money in so the, the U.S. doesn't default. But it just means that it's going to be heading toward a bigger default in the future. And already, countries are saying, how can we trust the United States? How can we trust the dollar? And when the, the uh, people are putting their money, they're, they're doing their trade in, in national currencies and the Chinese yuan. Now, some people are saying, well, that means China is going to take over the world economy. They're not trying to take over the world economy. They're trying to make sure they can keep growing and survive the same way Russia is doing, the same way India is doing. The only country that is deployed all over the world militarily to protect its currency is the United States. And we're losing because of the corruption of the establishment in both parties and in the institutions. And I I can't make this point strong enough. If you talk to people in other countries, and I think I told you, Sean, I'm doing a lot of interviews now in, in the so-called developing sector countries. Mm-hmm. They like the United States. They like Americans. They, they used to see Americans come over to build bridges and hospitals and things to help them. Now they say the United States and its allies are coming into their countries and destroying these things, like what the U.S. did to the Nord Sea. Uh, pipeline. Mm -hmm. They see the United States where cities, you you don't have enough housing. You see people living under bridges where you see train derailments. You know, I was talking to someone from China the other day who was kind of chuckling and he said, I don't know, the American trains go so slow, I don't know how they can derail. (laughs) Well, look at Buttigieg, you know, he's uh, someone made the, the comment that it's the first time someone took a paternity leave and, and, and everybody else went into uh, clinical depression. So we're, we're dealing with a, a, an absolutely delusional ruling elite that continues to rule because they have media, they have money, and they're using identity politics to divide the population. And I I just want to make one more point on this to give you a sense of how extreme this is. The the British are terrified that the Republicans are going to move against the war in Ukraine. So who are they sending to Texas to meet with Republican donors this week? Boris Johnson, the the knucklehead former prime minister, the the corrupt guy from uh, uh, the city of London, He's going to Texas to meet with House Republicans, including Chip Roy from the House Freedom Caucus. And it's sponsored by a think tank funded by the city of London called the Center for European Policy Analysis. So if you think Republicans are going to step up and save the country, you're missing one of the central points of the Trump revolution. That as long as you have Bush Republicans and rhinos, they're going to be totally joined at the hip with the, the Biden Uh, party. And so this is why we've got to have a mobilization to drive these people out of politics. And it's it's something that can happen really quickly. As you were saying, as people begin to wake up, it starts in the ones and twos and threes and fours, but it develops a certain momentum, especially as the financial crisis worsens and as the inability to sustain security, and protection for the nation. And when the government turns more and more against the people, there will be a reaction from the people. And so I would say to people, don't despair. Find out more about what's happening in the rest of the world, because the the rest of the world is turning on these guys. Everywhere Blinken goes, he's treated like an imbecile. When he went to South Africa recently, the South African foreign minister said to him, Uh, Mr. Blinken, you may not know this, but South Africa is a sovereign nation. Mm -hmm. Don't come here to bully us. Mm -hmm. Now, who used to speak to Americans that way? No one. And I I would argue Blinken's not really an American. He's a classic example of a globalist of the type who's more comfortable with Soros and Schwab and, and King Charles than he is with the average American.
1: 100%. I want to ask you something, because this is the perfect segue to the sound bites from Stu Peters and Alex Jones regarding our occupational government. And look, there's good news, bad news here. The bad news is, as Americans like me, I'm going through a period of mourning. I've gone through the, all the phases of mourning as our republic falls to this occupational government. But the good news is it's waking up other nation states in droves. So I want to ask you about the Saudis and the move away from this occupational government. But before I do, Ukraine. Why are the Brits, why is King Charles in a panic over Ukraine? Why is that the hill these people want to die on? Have you figured it out? Because I certainly don't get it. Why is Ukraine so damn important to these people?
0: Well, two reasons. One is Russia. Ukraine's not important. They don't give a damn about Ukraine or the Ukrainian people. They're not fighting for freedom or sovereignty of Ukraine. They're using Ukraine as a battering ram against Russia. And why do they oppose Russia? Putin is not a communist. Putin is a nationalist. Putin is much more of a Christian than any of the leaders in the West. And what they fear is that if the Europeans link up with Russia and then link that up with Eurasia, this goes back to geopolitics in 1900. The, the reason we had World War I was to have Germany and Russia pitted against each other and Germany and France pitted against each other. Why? Why? Because Germany was funding the Trans-Siberian Railroad, and Germany was funding the Berlin-to-Baghdad Railroad. These were policies that would have defeated the British control of trade and finance through the the sea power. Now, today it's a slightly different question, but what does Ukraine have? Ukraine has a lot of raw materials, but it's also located right in the center of relationship between Eurasia and Western Europe. And so look at the war in Ukraine that's being run. It's not only against the Russians, it's against the Germans. Mm -hmm. The blowing up of the pipeline, the fact that we have, you know, Russia has 2.3% inflation now, Germany has about 8% and the United Kingdom has 12%. It's against their own people. They don't give a damn for people. They care about this geopolitical ideal, which is that you have to prevent against a union of Europe and Eurasia. And so, and by the way, that was also the center of the Orwell's 1984, if you know the story, Mm -hmm. you know, are we with Eurasia or are we with with, uh, Europe? So this is what the Ukraine opportunity is for them. A way to isolate Russia, to to weaken, uh, Austin, the, the Secretary of Defense from Raytheon said it, we intend to weaken Russia. Well, I
1: get all so, that, but I guess what I'm asking, I'm sorry to interrupt because I, I just, yeah. here's the thing. I understand all of that, but what I don't get is why they don't back off when they're losing so badly. I mean, if I were a geopolitical strategist, I'd tell them that they are losing badly and why Why do they keep pressing like this? Is it because they fear that they've only got 16, 18 months left because if Trump gets back in, it's game over for this plan? Is that why they're so unrelenting? Because otherwise I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Well, what they fear is not just Trump. They they fear the American people, but they also fear this global tectonic shift because their whole economy has been based on outsourcing and looting. And there's not enough loot right now that they can grab from the third world countries. So they're turning on the Western Europeans and the Americans to loot. Mm -hmm. And you're right. they, They know that if they keep this up, there will be a bigger blowback than there has been so far. And so, and and why will that be? Because people can look around the rest of the world and see that Thailand's economy is growing. The Indian economy is growing. Uh, many of these countries that that we're told are enemies of ours, they're growing. Well, we're contracting. We're going through deindustrialization, And so, Sean, this is... This is something Lyndon LaRouche said about the Russians in the 1980s when he said, if you reject Reagan's offer for the SDI, you're going to collapse. Because the problem is, as you deindustrialize, you lose the capability to defend your national security. And so right now we see a balance of power shifting with Russian and Chinese military and the Chinese economy, while the U.S. economy is a, a completely paper tiger. It's based on speculation. It's based on the ability to uh, gamble and make others pay when you lose. That's what bailouts are. And so I think you're right. They do see the writing on the wall. And their strategy is knock out the leading enemies. You know, it's one thing to knock out Saddam Hussein or Gaddafi, That's or people of Yemen.
1: I almost yeah. said the same thing earlier in the call. It's one thing to take out Gaddafi and cackle like a witch. We came, we saw, he died. Whole nother thing to try to take out Putin.
0: Yeah, and whatever you think about Putin, he's actually a thinker, a strategist. He's built the nation up. Uh, they they have survived. He's got a popularity rating anyone in the United States would would be very happy to have. So, you know, I I think you're right about this question of they're losing, the longer this goes on, the less likely it is they can sustain their unipolar order. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for Americans to get out of this tunnel vision and just stop thinking about the United States and realize that we have an important role to play in the world. But right now we're playing the role of the bad guys the attempt to police the world when the rest of the world is trying to get what we have, not by taking it away from us, but by learning what we know about how you develop the physical economy. You use science and technology and credit, credit not to bail out uh, bankrupt thieves like Jamie Dimon at JPMorgan Chase or Fink at BlackRock, but credit to build up the infrastructure, to build up the mom and pop stores, to build up the small what they we call in Germany the Mittelstand, the machine tool shops and and the technology vectors, that's what the rest of the world is moving towards. Now you ask about the Saudis. The Saudis are starting to recognize that even though all this nonsense about peak oil is just nonsense, that there is a limit at some point to what you can do with the amount of oil in the world, and they want to use. Uh, petroleum for other things as well, for chemistry and and other kinds of products. So what are they looking at? They're looking at Russia and China going with nuclear power. They're looking at the trade routes that they have access to, the markets they have access to with China. And then they look at the West and they see this is a losing proposition. And so when the Saudis made the decision to trade, to, to accept Chinese yuan for oil, and to bring, to to work with Putin and OPEC plus, and to join the BRICS, what they're basically saying is they see the United States on a downhill turn. Saudi Arabia was built first by the British, who brought the Saud family in to run the the kingdom, and then by the American oil companies. Now they're basically saying, we're past you, we're over you, we're looking for other, other areas to develop. And so That's what I think is the the significant thing of the Saudis talking to the Chinese. Now, what are they talking about? How do you rebuild countries like Iraq and Syria that were destroyed by the West, destroyed by the U S destroyed by the terrorists that were funded by the Obama team and Hillary Clinton. Well, there's no way the West will do it. The Chinese are saying, we'll come in and build some, some rail, we'll build some ports The Russians are saying, we'll help you build nuclear power plants. The Indians are saying, we'll help you with connectivity and and certain aspects of the uh, computer age. And that's what the Saudis want. So this is an incredible shift in world history. And, you know, I, I have a book behind me, The Rise and Fall of the Great Powers. What we're seeing is, the tragedy of great power politics where the ruling elite assume that they'll always be able to rule. They'll always be able to use the same tricks, Mm -hmm. whether it's regime change coups or assassinations or color revolutions uh, or identity politics in the case of the United States. Those days are coming to an end. The only question is, does it end badly and violently or can we, gain enough support in the population for the the traditions of the American economic system so that we can rebuild our our great strength, which is our industry, our infrastructure, our scientific technology, instead of going into trans, uh, transgenders and yeah, all this other nonsense.
1: Yeah, it's pure insanity, and that's what I was driving at. Uh, the decision for the Saudis to begin to partner with China and Russia and other nation states over the decision to remain exclusively in a contract or an agreement or a relationship with this occupational government is akin to self-immolation. And they don't want to light themselves on fire any more than you do or I do. And the same choice is going to be made now. The same choice exists for we, the people in the United States. Are we going to be dictated? by this occupational government into a green new world order, a one world government and hell on earth, 15 minute cities. Are we going to self immolate or are we going to fight back and fight and take our Republic back peacefully? I think that's a good segue over here to this clip between Stu Peters and Alex Jones. They're talking about the Durham report. Here's what ought to happen.
2: An FBI orchestrated. Now we have 300 pages from John Durham showing that this was a complete orchestration set up by the FBI to set up a sitting U S president Uh, for Russia collusion to make a U.S. president look like he was colluding with an adversary of the United States. And we still have these same people uh, controlling the levers of power. And then you have a Congress that is doing absolutely nothing about it. So right now, what should happen immediately after 300 pages of stone cold proof, inarguable, uh, you know, evidentiary substance from John Durham, 300 pages that show that the FBI is a criminal organization, a terrorist network and should be treated accordingly. We don't have one member of Congress saying they all need to be arrested today. Just just, disband just them, abolish them, declassify all of their documents. Did you see Lindsey we- Graham saying when the FBI wrongfully put people in jail or call them Russians, they should call and say they're sorry. And again, I don't want to go to war with the FBI for no reason, but it is totally captured. The Justice Department is totally captured. But the good news is America's waking up that there is a coup. We have an occupational government. Literally, we're an occupied nation by the globalists.
1: I'm going to pause it there. That's exactly what I wanted to share with the audience. We are an occupied nation. And anybody with two brain cells to rub together around the world, not just in this country, knows it, Harley. And therein is the good news, if there's any to be had.
0: Well, you know, I working with Lyndon LaRouche, I had a ringside seat to this. And what LaRouche always talked about was the permanent bureaucracy, which is essentially the kind of people who are the generals who then go into work for the corporations and then come back, State Department people who go from Harvard to uh, corporate cartels, and then back into the State Department. That's what, when you talk about the deep state, that the deep state has somewhat of a mysterious notion for people. All it is, is mediocre people who attach their their uh, future to the people who have the power today. And th- those are the corporate cartels. Those are the people who run corporate America, who run the banking system. When When uh, the the banks fail, they get bailed out. If your company or your your store goes into trouble because you don't have enough customers, you go through bankruptcy reorganization. You don't get bailed out. Why do we bail out these banks that have created quadrillions of dollars of funny money in the derivatives markets and that are losing people's savings? You know, I, I just saw this report that came out today The sixth consecutive week of outflow of deposits from the banking system, $12 to $14 billion a week is leaving the major banks and the the regional banks in the United States. Now, it's going mostly into money market funds and the companies like BlackRock and others who are very happy to take the money. But meanwhile, what's happening to those banks? Well, the smaller banks and some of the not so small banks like Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic uh, are being bailed out. But the the regional banks are all going to have their assets grabbed by people like Jamie Dimon and and Fink of BlackRock. So this is where you see where the enemy is. Was anyone ever prosecuted for 2008, the fraud in that one? Was anyone prosecuted for the mortgage-backed securities fraud? Was anybody prosecuted for the... the uh, repo fraud in 2019. No, these are the heroes of Wall Street, and the heroes of the city of London. But if, if you're just an or, or, ordinary person struggling to put food on the table and keep a roof over your head, you could end up on the street with nothing. And that's the tyranny we're facing. And it's not because of Putin or Xi Jinping or uh, some foreign problem. It's a coup inside the United States. Now, on the Durham report, one thing I would point out, and you know this from the discussions we had over the years, this is what I was writing about through the whole time of the lead up to Gate and the whole period of the Trump administration, that this was a criminal enterprise run by the old Obama Intelligence Network, uh, people like Brennan, Comey, uh, uh, what was the guy from the uh, NSA... Uh, the the one who was involved, well, Mike Morrell, the one who was involved in the Hunter Biden, uh, classic Russian intelligence story. This was a criminal operation that was run and it was never there was no accountability. There's still no accountability. And this is on everyone in the Congress, not just the Democrats, because the Republicans, except for a few people like Jordan and a few others, the Democrats, the, the Republicans are too quiet about it. And I think this is something we have to to raise a stink about this like we've never done before.
1: Yeah, Alex Jones and Stu Peters agree in that conversation that the uh, Republicans are a joke and that really nobody's doing anything. There's a lot of footwork. There's a lot of talk. Uh, Even Marjorie Taylor Greene, I guess, has introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden and some others. But until those stick, until these men and people are impeached, until the traitors are brought to justice, it's just a slippery slope into the abyss. And it makes you wonder.
0: Go ahead. If I could just interrupt for a second. The the thing that has to be done by people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and others is explain to the American people why this is being done and who's doing it. Not just talk about Biden. Biden is just a front man for this. You have these identifiable networks that have to be made public. Now, how many people know Jamie Diamond? How many people know Larry Fink? Larry Fink is buying up the best farmland in Ukraine in Ukraine in a deal that he made with Zelensky. You know, we're paying hundred billion dollars or more to allow this operation to occur the transfer of the best, richest land in Ukraine from Ukrainian farmers to these multinational hedge funds. And that's going to lead to more food shortages. So we've got to have a Congress that has the guts to name the names and to describe the, the Ponzi schemes and the games that are being played, while the vast majority of the population is being victimized by criminal corrupt cartels.
1: Yeah, that's right. Biden is a figurehead puppet in the identifiable networks include everyone we've discussed in this conversation. And of course, Obama, Newland, Susan Rice, George Soros, the stay behind networks that are now toppling this country actively. And I was amused by an interview I was just listening to between some African American guy who seemed pretty cool and Barack Obama. But the African American guy was kissing Barack Obama's ass because he thinks Barack's a great guy. And Obama was lamenting the fact that today we have so much misinformation and disinformation because in the past we had three networks which would disseminate the news. And then there would be a consensus among the population about the news of the day. They hate the real news media. They hate the truth media because they hate the truth. They love the propaganda and they've lost control of it. And at the end of the day, that's the best news I can share, which is why they're panicked and they're introducing laws in Canada and all over the world to try to silence us and criminalize our speech, Harley.
0: Well, there's no question about it. And, and you know, if you want to look at the, the best case of that, it's Julian Assange. You know, here's a guy who took documents that were produced by the U.S. government that showed that we were being lied to about the war in Afghanistan, about the war in Iraq, knowingly lied to while Americans were dying and American forces were killing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. We were being lied to. And Assange got the documents and published them. And he's the one in prison, not the people who did that, not the Bushes and the Cheneys and the Obamas and and Uh, the Brennans and and those networks. So this is where the, the world has to be turned upside down, or I should say right side up.
1: Couldn't agree more. You know what, man, I always love having you on. You're one of our favorite guests. The audience, of course, loves you. And you're always willing to be contacted by the audience. So why don't you tell people, first of all, about your daily broadcast and how people can find that and then how people can get in touch with you, Harley.
0: Well, I I appreciate that, Sean. I I put out a 10 to 12 minute video update five days a week, which uh, sometimes is available on Facebook, but they're hiding it like crazy now. Uh, It's sometimes available on YouTube, but the best place to get it is go to the TheLaRoucheOrganization.com website, LaRoucheOrganization.com, and click on programs. And under programs, it says Daily Harley Update. Uh, Usually it's on the homepage. page. And if you want more information, if you want to be in touch with me, you want to communicate, if you have ideas to share, questions to ask, I I always appreciate hearing from Sean's network because it's an educated group of people who want to do something. So you can always write to me at harleysch at gmail.com, H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And sometimes I, I get so many emails, it takes me a little bit of time to get back to you because I'm a pretty much a one-man operation here in Potsdam, Germany. But I'm, I'm more than happy to hear from you and uh, do everything I can to give you the, the best of my analysis so that you can use it to form your own opinion.
1: Well, God bless you. And uh, I think my audience knows, but for those that don't, LaRouche, Lyndon LaRouche was going under the barbed wire right? Paving the way for all of us. Long before I was in this game, guys, long before so many Patriots were fighting this good fight and the same forces aligned against us now were aligned against him then. And he's left quite a legacy. And Harley in part has picked up the ball there for the LaRouche organization. And for that, Harley, we thank you so much. Thanks for going under the barbed wire for us. Because look, that's (laughs) what we're born to do. I mean, it's either that, either we fight or we die because these people want to kill us. And that's a fact.
0: And trying to be nice to them or quiet isn't going to protect you.
1: No, it sure isn't. All right, guys, I will leave the link below so you can stay in touch with Harley. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'll remind you all for real news every single day. Visit us directly for free at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to those Committee of 300, Tavistock Institute, Club of Rome, CIA, Mockingbird, Mainstream Media Lies. May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye.
0: The Democrat Party doesn't believe in freedom. They believe in the freedom to sin. Right. See, they, they take all your freedoms away. But if it's sin, they always give you permission to do that. Abortion, homosexuality, anything that's anti-Bible. Uh, the Bible says to go out and populate the earth, they want to depopulate the earth. The Bible says that God sets up the borders of the nations. They want no nations with borders. Satan has to use something to oppose what Christians believe and what they're doing in this country. And who does he use? The Democrats, so if you vote for the Democrat Party, you
1: are a tool of Satan.